one billion years in the future, Earth still exists, though maybe not as we imagine it. Eras upon bygone eras worth of technology have been left behind by eight previous and fallen civilizations. It is now up to the denizens of the Ninth World to piece together what was left behind. Perhaps they're looking to carve out their place in the world, or simply to survive a land riddled with weird and unearthly dangers. Or perhaps still, they just wish to learn and uncover the secrets of the Numenera. Whatever it is this new era of adventurers and heroes is looking to discover, they'll have to dig through the imprinted echoes of the past to find it. Anamnesis, noun. The recollection or remembrance of the past. Reminiscence. Hello, and welcome to Imprinted Echoes, a family-friendly Numenera actual play podcast. I'm Zan, and I'll be your GM. Thank you for joining us today, and as always, we hope you're staying safe and healthy. Upon arriving in Mirith, it seems like it will be a short visit in a small village. Even with meager accommodations, everyone takes a brief moment to relax for a little while. But as more is learned about these strange creatures and the odd happenings around town, it's beginning to look like this short visit will be more complicated than originally expected. Scavenger hunts are initiated, acquaintances are consoled, and toxins are studied. Join us as Nehemiah, Smallrin, and Jory decide to help out. Before we actually jump into things, first, I realized I didn't give y'all XP for your massive battles um, and information that you learned beneath Sturthal with that saint situation. So everyone gets three XP. Huzzah. Because that's a thing that was important and a a big thing that was being led up to. That was a thing that happened to us. Oh, no. Truly. That was a thing that we happened to ourselves. (laughs) In a lot of ways, yes. (laughs) You all took the evening at a place called the Crimson Inn in Mirith, a small village slightly off the path you originally had planned to take to get to Gatharin, but somewhere where you might be able to hide out for a little while without the direct threat of anyone following you from Sturthal. And on the way, you had found a group of other adventurers, younger than you and significantly less experienced, though very excited for what the world held for them. The Crimson Inn is small. This is not, like I said, a large settlement. It's not even really on any major trade routes. There's a road to get here, but it's off the beaten path in terms of the main paths that connect the larger cities or the bigger trade posts. So there's room for you all, but not by much. You spend your evening kind of just in your rooms and really, truly nothing happens aside from a couple check-ins from the other group. Mm -hmm. Radius, that very large kind of metallic skinned person, question mark? More of a robot, the more that you have interacted with them. Does check in on you just to make sure that everything is good. And Javi, the young girl who was attacked by the creature that you saw on the road, does 
want to make sure that she knows where your room is, just in case anything else happens. Anything before hitting the sack? I propose a scavenger hunt. Who are you proposing this to? That's a very good question. Probably everyone. (laughs) You are split between a handful of rooms Mm. here. So do you go to every room to suggest a scavenger hunt? Wait, before before we do that, how are the rooms split up? That's a good question. I want to know who's staying with who. There were four rooms available. You kind of just agreed like, okay, let's, we have two groups here. Mm -hmm. Let's do two and two. So how are you all split, I guess, is the question. We'll start there. Smallrin immediately claims Brex as a roommate. (laughs) That sounds right. (laughs) Yep. Yep. The quietest room in the inn. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) All right. So Smallrin, Brex, Jory, Mm -hmm. Nehemiah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think Nehemiah would be taking this time after being on the road for so long to try and sneak another soak in. He's still a little rough around the edges, uh, might-wise, from the fight. So sure. I think he's just going to forego any recreation this evening and just like exist in hot water if available. It is not fancy, but there is a small tub in like a little wash station kind of room, essentially. And it does have a heating element mm-hmm. in, in the bottom of it. So you can like get water into it and then allow it to nice. heat up. Perfect. Simmer yourself like a stew. Mm-hmm. Nehemiah stew. Absolutely. <laughs> no offense. Yeah. <laughs> Person stew always makes me go bleh. True. Yeah. Sure. You get the sense that similar to Brex, Radius doesn't really sleep, so they just kind of choose a room between the others, but Aiden and Javi room together, and Hira and Cash room together. So, Jory, you knock on Smolrin and Brex's room. Brex opens the door. (laughs) Okay, Brex opens the door and just kind of stares at you for a moment. Do you want to find stuff as a sport, like a game, like a challenge? I'm wording this very poorly, I'm sorry. (laughs) Do you know what a scavenger hunt is? Would you like to go on one? Brex doesn't breathe, but you get the sense of like a deep sigh (laughs) as their shoulders kind of like deflate a little bit. And they pat your head Ah. and shut the door. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Smallrin, meanwhile, was sitting very quietly in the corner of the room behind the door, (laughs) having paused in her uh, methodical sharpening of all of her knives so that you didn't hear she was there. (laughs) I'm going to buy the winner a drink. That's fine. It's not obligatory. (laughs) Okay. Have a good night. I will go to the next door. Uh, you knock on Dahira and Cash's door. And Cash opens it up. Hi. Hi. Um, uh, so, what's up? Um, <laughs> I was wondering, let me rephrase this because the last time I asked, it didn't go so well. Um, I find that my mind gets very busy sometimes and I just need to focus on something very mundane and surface and fun. So I was thinking if anybody wanted to go look and find some bitter marjoram, maybe, and whoever finds the most, I'll buy a drink. Anybody in? Like the plant? Yeah. Is it native here? Well, that's part of the challenge, isn't it? Cash just grabs a book out of his pouch and flips through a couple pages. Mm. Oh yeah, it, it grows here. 
Whew, yep. That would have been an interesting time. <laughs> um, I'm a little tired, uh, so probably not. Uh, Tahira, do you want to find Marjoram? And again, very quietly, you see them sitting at a table, kind of looking at all of the samples they had taken from that weird creature that you all defeated. I think the things in front of me will keep my attention just fine for right now, but thank you for the offer. No problem. Enjoy the rest of your night or evening. You too. I will go to the next door. In the course of that conversation, Smallrin and Brex's door has slid open incrementally, not noticeably, but it is now slightly open. Just listening? Just listening. I'm curious to know if Smallrin's going to join in if everyone <laughs> turns Jory down. <laughs> <laughs> no comments. Okay. <laughs> I will go to the next door and knock. Javi opens the door. Hi. Oh, hi. 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 What? Is, is something wrong? Oh, please no, tell no, me no, something no. isn't wrong. Nothing's wrong. Nothing's wrong. Um, to avoid... Let me see. The first two times didn't work so well, so I'm going to reword this again. Uh, to avoid an existential crisis, I kind of need something very nice to think about, if that makes any sense. So I would like to look around for some flowers, and I thought if somebody wanted to join me, and then whoever finds the most, I'll buy a drink. What do you think? I, actually, yes, that, that sounds really nice. I would really love for something to um, take my mind off of all the things that have been happening recently. Right? Um, and flowers sound really lovely. Do they? Yeah, that sounds, that sounds good. Um, Aiden, do you want to join us? And Aiden is sitting back on the edge of the bed with a small orb in her hands, kind of like looking over it. And it looks to be almost like a, a very tiny planetarium. You could see where the constellations were on the outside of the Earth. And she's kind of turning it over in her hands and looking at the different pinpricks of light. Um, flowers aren't my thing. Thank you, though. No problem. If you change your mind, let us know soon, because once it starts, nobody else can join. Have fun. Okay, thank you. Javi grabs a couple of things and joins Jory. And Smarin, where she is sitting on the floor in her room, back against the wall right next to the crack door lets out a very quiet sigh because these are probably the two people who should least be wandering around by themselves when we're being <laughs> chased by assassins <laughs> and Smallrin stands up and opens the door <laughs> do you mind if one more joins you <gasps> yes I mean no I don't mind that'd be so cool actually <laughs> Jory's suddenly confused <laughs> I'm very good at finding things. I know. <laughs> it's, okay. Now I'm. <laughs> now I've said it. I heard it. <laughs> is is Jory confused because Smallrin is taking part in something fun, or is Jory worried that Smallrin will win? It, it's kind of both. Um, she's very excited, but. It did not dawn on her until right now that that's a, that, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> uh, I may have brought in a ringer. That's fine. Um, uh, okay. Uh, of course, the more the merrier. Yes. That sounds wonderful. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you think we should form teams? You know, Harvey and me versus Smallrin. Or do you think, you know what? No, no, that doesn't sound right. Let's just keep it split up. We're going to look for bitter marjoram since it has that distinct blue edge to the leaves. And whoever finds the most in, say, 30 minutes, I will buy a drink and dinner. Let's make it more interesting. I'll buy something extra fun or maybe like, I don't know, a novelty from a shop if they're open. 
Yeah, that sounds great. Good. Awesome. Sweet. Okay, well, let's say uh, 30 minutes. And if we happen to do a very good job at scouting out and making sure nobody's following us or nobody else seems strange in town, I wink at Smallrin, and that's also a good thing to do. Is that a thing we have to be worrying about right now? Oh gosh, do I have to be looking over my shoulder the no, entire no, 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 time? No, 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 absolutely not. Absolutely. There's people following us? No, no, no. It's just like, it's an exercise, you see? So it's a two-tiered scavenger hunt. It's number one, um, if you find the most flowers, uh, good things happen. And two, if somebody seems strange, then um, we can deal with that and it'll be interesting. It'll be like protecting the town, you see? Also, I should point out, Looking over your shoulder will only alert people that you're nervous they're following you. If you want to survey the area, you should take a breath, turn slowly and casually in the direction you wish to look, and scan the area, rather than focusing on one particular thing. I'm just gonna go look for flowers. Yay! <laughs> and everyone kind of goes their separate ways. We'll make this a roll. Go ahead and make this an intelligence check. If you feel that there is a skill that would help apply to searching for small herbs, feel free to apply it. This is going to be a level three task because it's not that hard. <laughs> Smarin is actually going to, cause she, she saw the look that Jory gave her. <laughs> she is going to communicate with her ogrim orb and tell it okay we're we're playing a new game your job is to keep track of the other two and to look at bitter marjoram as little as possible so smallrin is only using her own biological abilities yes i don't think i'm going to add anything and i had a success with a 10 okay and smallrin still gets a success with a 17 <laughs> <laughs> phenomenal Absolutely wonderful. Chase, could I have you roll for Javi just to see what that would end up being? Certainly. Certainly. Uh, Add either like an asset or a training or anything because she is a botanist. Okay. Success with a four. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> so after about 30 minutes, you all come back together. And Smallrin still does, in fact, have the largest number. In fact, I'm just going to use the rolls that y'all had. So you have found like 17 rather good specimens of marjoram. And Jory found 10. And Hafi only found four, which is kind of curious because, again, she is a botanist. And you would think that that is something that she would have a bit more of an interest in. But you also notice that she is so very nervous. And the fact that you mentioned that someone might be following them, clearly this is not what she is able to focus on at the moment. Oh, well, I think we know who won this round. And it was all of us because we had fun, I think. I hope. Um, and we all win because I can make tea out of this and it actually tastes very good. But I'm still going to buy a drink for Smallrin, if you'd like. And a meal, if you'd like. Unless you already ate and drank. I am getting a little hungry. Okay, consider that taken care of. Back to the inn? Yes, I think that's a good idea. Are you okay, Harvey? I don't know if I feel very good, to be honest. Oh, that's okay. Can I help? Actually, your flowers, I think, are bigger than ours. So I, I think they equal double what we got. So, cool. <laughs> that still puts her in the lowest. <laughs> <laughs> it still only gets her to eight. <laughs> Listen, it's funny. <laughs> That's funny. 
Okay. When she says that, you do notice that she kind of looks a little bit pale. Why don't we all just get some food? I think that's a good idea. This was a practice round. Maybe we'll try again tomorrow. Or when we're traveling. Maybe. Something Maybe. Like that. Okay. Let's, let's have a bite. Maybe we can see if um, Nehemiah's hungry now, too. You all head back to the inn. And by this point, yeah, Nehemiah, you're, you've kind of finished up your <sighs> your very nice bath. And as you take that recovery roll, there's a knock at your door. Nehemiah throws some lighter clothes on and answers the door. And it's Oban, who did not seem to room with anybody mm-hmm. and is kind of like split off from the group a little bit when you guys entered town. Sure. So there are some pretty nice digs here. Yeah, I, I ain't too bad. Where are you set up? I actually haven't yet. I um, took a walk around the town just to get to know where we are sure. a little bit. I'm a little more hesitant than recently to uh, be anywhere where I don't know all of the information I possibly can. Valid. Understandable. Um, this is a small place. Yeah. This looks to be pretty typical steadfast village. If it's okay with you, I might actually spend some time going back down the path and seeing if I can't lay a false trail or sure. try to reroute the tracks that led us up here. Sure. The governor's not going to stop at much to try and no. get rid of us no. at this point. And we, we should probably continue to make way out of here before too long. Day yeah. at most here in town and then keep pressing. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna take care of that for now. He hands you a small, imagine like, you know, the Staples easy button, but like the size of a quarter. (laughs) Sure, sure. Hands you that. And then peels like a sticker off the back of it and puts it on the back of his neck. Mm -hmm. If something happens and you need me back here, press that and I'll get back as soon as I possibly can. Yeah. Yeah, you got it. Could I take your name? Yeah. Yeah, Just one of them to help with the tracks. For sure. All right. I would like to just make an intellect roll on that whole interaction just to make sure he's being on the level. Yeah, for sure. Uh, difficulty? Six. Six. Okay. I am trained. I will spend for a point of effort. Failure with a two. I think I probably just like trust him implicitly, regardless of what his intentions are. Sure. He's not acting. Yeah. He has not said Suspicious. anything out of the line. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Have at it. Thanks. I will hopefully be back within half a day or so. Okay. I'm going to lay some pretty heavy tracks. Okay. Goes and out and makes his way. Mm-hmm. Everyone else gets back to the inn and you decide to have some food. Nehemiah, I assume you join? Yep. Absolutely. In looking at what's around here inside, it's clear that this is less of an inn and more of a hunter's lodge. The mm. only reason this is probably here is to support the handful of various trappers and hunters that do venture into the nearby forest. The person who is running the inn is a slight looking, like very petite, middle-aged woman who introduces herself as Noah. She looks exhausted and not exhausted in like the I'm just not getting enough sleep or I'm really tired from working, but exhausted in the way that like something is weighing on her. Like there is something going on in her life that is just not letting up. But she serves all of you. It is 
not the kind of place where there's a big long menu and a bunch of stuff to choose from. She has ale, a wine, a stew, and a pie. <laughs> uh, she serves all of you the food. We don't really get visitors this way very often. Um, are you hunters? You don't look quite like the hunters we normally get. Just passing through. On where you, I'm sorry, I, I I, shouldn't expect that you'll answer my questions. I was just curious where you're headed. Mirith isn't very much on the way anywhere. These folks are heading on up to Kai. Ah. And we're just along the way for a little well, while. That, that, that makes sense. Well, I, I hope that your journey is a safe one. It's been harder to stay safe in these areas recently. Mm-hmm. Something going on? There's been some strange creature, mm-hmm. some attacks that have been on the uptick recently, and um, it's just taken the toll on, on the community, I think. What kind of creatures? Strange-looking things. Uh, it looks like a some sort of octopus, tentacly-faced thing. Has the body of a cat? A cat, maybe, or maybe something more reptilian? I'm not sure. I've never... We ran into one of them on the way into town. I'm sorry. Hopefully no one was... And she kind of just breaks down into tears at this point. Honey, honey, have a seat. (laughs) You lose someone to one of these things? My husband. Oh. (laughs) Just last week, it was a hunter in the area, and he... Uh, these things, they just, they won't give up. They just... <sighs> Nehemiah, like, puts an arm around her, like, guides her to his seat, and then immediately, like, flashes a, I am already in deeper than I want it to be. Look to his friends. I will come over immediately as, as soon as I heard somebody crying, and then I will take over whatever she was doing. If she was cooking, if she was wiping a table, it's, I'm doing it now. She was... Folding napkins. I fold some napkins. <laughs> All right. It's okay, I got this. And she nods and, and kind of just takes a seat and for a while is just sobbing and is trying to get words out in between, but you only get bits and pieces of it. Eventually she calms down. And if you'd like to ask her more direct questions about the scenario, she could probably answer. When these things start showing up, uh, two, two weeks now. Oh, wow. Okay. Pretty sudden onset then. We're not sure where they're coming from, and we're... They, they, they just seem to attack randomly. They single people out, it seems. Yeah, we noticed that too. It was real interested in our friend. It was it was Javi, wasn't it, that, that it was going after? Yes. Did yeah. you invite that group down with you to have dinner, or...? I assume because okay. half because there were... Uh, Javi was with uh, Jory. Yeah. yeah. So at least Jor- okay. uh, Javi's there. Yes, I agree. We, we're not 100% sure what these things are, but we've started one of the other hunters uh, in the area who had a little more interaction with them, Gulkin. Um, he started calling them Tarza for some reason. Can I do like an intellect or some kind of thing to see if that rings any bells? I will just tell you now it doesn't. Cool. You notice that Javi has, although been served food, has not touched it. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of just like pushing it around the way that little kids do when they know they should be eating, but they aren't going to be. 
I would like to give Javi like a disapproving older brother look that just come and just mouth the word eat. <laughs> and she looks at you, kind of like takes the spoon up to her mouth and like gets it almost into her mouth, but then kind of like makes that like almost retching face of like, Ugh, oh, mm, and like eyebrows sets go the spoon up. back down. When you do that, you do notice that her face is exceedingly pale. Hmm. I'm going to leave Noah for just a second and slide in. What's up? I just don't feel very good. You got hit by that thing, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, it's t- tentacle things. Uh, Small yeah. one. Check her out. Small one kind of slides over. What's wrong? I just don't feel good. That's all. I, I'm sure I'm just, it's just from the excitement. She got hit by that thing. We don't know what it was. Where did it touch you? On the leg. It, it, the tentacles wrapped around my, my leg. May I see? Sure. She kind of like pulls her pant leg up. And you do see like those round red marks that mm. you would see from like, like suction cups. Yeah. It's bruised and it is red and irritated. At first glance, if you'd like to make a more thorough check of that, feel free to roll intellect level four. I have not made use of my flex skill in a really long time. Um, That would be correct. Can I? I believe it's still technically spelunking. (laughs) But that was many moons ago. So Mm -hmm. would I be able to make my flex skill for the day knowledge of poisons and like reactions to toxic substances? I think you already have that. Okay. If, can I make that part of espionage then? Yes. Okay. In, that, in this case, I would say that is something you already have a pretty intense understanding oh, of. Man, I wasted my chance to say, can I use espionage? <laughs> <sighs> we have to restart the game. Shoot. <laughs> We're going to have to redo it. We're going to have to re-record. All right, back up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Roll it. Roll it back, boys. The whole thing. <laughs> back to one. Cool. Uh, what level... Level four. Specialized in espionage. That is a success with a 13. Wonderful. Looking closer, you can see that in the center of each of those rings, those red marks from the suction cups of these tentacles, there is a small, like, puncture wound of some sort. And you're guessing that this is some sort of toxin that is making her sick. Mm. Not necessarily one that you're directly familiar with, Mm -hmm. but you notice that she's pale, she's sweating a little bit. That's a pretty common reaction to something like that. How long has it been since the the fight with this thing? That was what, this morning or the day before? That was this morning. So we'll we'll call it 12 hours right now. This is where Bridget's much less of a expertise in poisons comes through. These are poisons from a billion years in the future. I know, but I used to know a little bit about these things because I grew up on Agatha Christie, but... Agatha Christie. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what? What is your childhood like? (laughs) Do you know this? I just have a mom who really loves, like, classic murder mystery novels. Um, That's awesome. And I also love classic murder mystery novels. And Agatha Christie was a... Knows so much about poisons. So much. Knows so much about poisons. She worked in a medical dispensary during the First World War, and that's, like, why the poison information in all of her books is so accurate. That's awesome. I did not know that. That's incredible. That's really cool. If you find something in one of her books that is 
relating to someone being poisoned or eating something or laced with something, it is scientifically yeah. accurate. It's incredibly detailed and 100% accurate, at least for the knowledge at the time it was written. Right. Yes, that's fair. There, there have been other, obviously, things that have come about since, but it's still a lot of it holds yeah. up. So your shame is justified. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm disappointed in myself. I haven't kept up. And you say that your stomach is bothering you? A little bit. I, I, it might just be the chills. It's not, I don't you know. I'm, I'm just not very hungry. Yeah, it, it just, and you notice that like a little bit of like sweat on her brow. Hmm. Probably feverish. And this looks irritated. Does your leg hurt? Like a bruise, maybe? Not much more than that, though. I see. Well, you should still try to eat, but at the very least, have some water. Don't think that you want to try food right now. And Smallrin is going to get up and, like, raise a very subtle eyebrow to Nehemiah. I'll be right back. And she is going to kind of wander over in the, the direction of the bar, such as it is. The bar being a section on the wall that happens to have the various pieces of drinkware and utensils just kind of, like, stacked. Yeah. She gives Nehemiah the slight eyebrow raise and a very slight head tilt and heads over away from the others. Trying to get him to follow, I yeah. assume. Nehemiah, do you follow? Yes. Okay. Jory? Um, I'm just helping uh, with Noah because she's so upset. I'm saying, hey, I can't get this fold right. Can you show me how to do it? I'm a bit stumped just to try to get some mind off of things. So that that's all I'm doing. And you also notice that uh, Dahira kind of goes up to Javi and takes something out of their pack and like like a little caplet and like breaks it into their water, mixes it around and hands it to her. Nehemiah and Smolrin kind of over at the wall. What's the word? Whatever that thing is, has some sort of stinger in the midst of its tentacles. Mm. Every one of those marks has puncture wound in the middle. Oh, whoa. Javi's in for a rough night, then. I'm not sure what kind of poison it is, but it is poison. Alright. Well. <sighs> we should, uh, ask Noah to see if anybody's made it back and passed afterwards so we know what we might be going up against. We should also consult with her friend, the, uh, Churgin. Mm-hmm. At the very least, we may want to have them room together. You want me to slip upstairs and talk to them, or do you want me to talk to Noah? You would probably be best at talking to Noah. I'll do the slipping probably. upstairs. Sounds good. Nehemiah will just slip behind the bar and like pour an ale for Noah and uh, swing back around and set it in front of her. So um, tell me what happened. My, my husband, he was a hunter, right? Uh, he, mm -hmm. One of the people, there's a lot of people that come through here. It's, it's a seasonal thing. Sure. They're... And that's kind of why we existed. He he served as, as a guide, but also, you know, kept food on the table here for, for the inn. Um, his name was Tarn, but he had gone out and, and been doing his thing. And, and honestly, I, I thought things were, I mean, it was, it was a little, sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> it's all right. For about a week previous, he'd seem very calm. He... I married a very ornery man, mm -hmm. loved practical jokes, and also tended to be a little bit stubborn, but in the past week or so, he was 
much more amenable to things and didn't seem to be interested in the little pranks that he would normally pull around town. Mm -hmm. It was just very calm. And then the end of, of the of the week, he had gone out to hunt as he normally does. And he came back saying that he was attacked by one of these creatures. And the next morning, he was gone. He'd survived so much previously. I So he got attacked by this thing and a week later, he just... The next day. Okay. He was really sick before he did, though. It didn't... Sick. What, like the night of when he got attacked, or he, yeah. yeah, he 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 was he didn't feel very good at all. I'll try and catch Jory's eye and just give a eyebrow raise at that. All right, and you don't have like a doctor here in town or nothing like that. I know it's a small joint, but I sent him down to Hadorm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hadorm's a, an herbalist, but and they've actually become really close friends recently. Sure. Um, so I, I figured, well, you might as well go down and see if you can't find something there. But they didn't seem to be able to know what was going on either. Mm-hmm. Not unsurprising, the you know, especially if these things are new to the area. I mean, out of curiosity, there's nobody around here that has any unique interactions with Numenera on a regular basis. No Delvers or... We get them occasionally, but this isn't a ruined site. Right, it's... well, nobody living around here is what I'm saying. There, there, oh. No no weirdos living in creepy towers, things like that. <laughs> no, not to my knowledge. Yeah. You gotta watch out for it. Only takes one, and then suddenly you get sent to the meat place. <laughs> I'm sorry? Never mind. <laughs> okay. Empty towers lying around. Wizards will move right in. Mm-hmm. It's like bats. Yeah. Gotta get. Gotta redo all your insulation to get rid of them. <laughs> you speak from experience, Chase. <laughs> wizard bats. Keep your anti-wizard insulation up to date. Nehemiah will encourage her to have a drink, try and mm-hmm. help her calm down, and and she does a bit. Not long before she's. Kind of back to the state she was when you first mm-hmm. came around. Very tired and kind of just belagered. Yep. Me and I will just kind of sit there and listen and keep an eye out for Small Run to come back down. While Nehemiah is tending to Noah and everyone else is just kind of sitting, eating, maybe, you know, checking in with, with Javi, Small Run's going to slide over to Dahira. What was that that you just put into Javi's glass? Uh, simply a herbal supplement that's supposed to help uh, calm the stomach. I was hoping maybe that it would help her eat something. Would you mind coming over here for just a moment? Smallrin's version of step into my office, and she she leads Tahira <laughs> over to the... <laughs> yeah, they follow. Have you taken a look at Javi's leg? since this morning. Not before you did, but as you were looking at it, I I did take a peek at it. It's a concerning pattern of bruises. With puncture marks in the middle of each. Mm, Even more concerning. It would be a good idea to get Javi upstairs to rest, and perhaps for a more thorough examination. I don't know how far you are into your studies, but I know a little something about poison. This isn't necessarily one I recognize, but... It's already been almost half a day. Yes, I, I, I think a little bit more precise attention to the situation would be wise. Uh, let's get her upstairs. I would perhaps urge you not to tell her exactly why you're examining her until you have to. She seems 
anxious at the best of times. I can absolutely say that I'm examining her wound. Uh, She knows that that's there. And I have something else that I can use as an excuse as well. Don't worry. Excellent. I'm happy to help you get her upstairs, should you need it. I don't think it will take much convincing, but if you could help me make sure that she actually makes it there and doesn't fall over, she seems a bit feverish. She does, which concerns me. Uh, Dahira nods and goes back to Javi, and the two of you get her up to one of the rooms and lay her down in bed. Before we go to her, actually, Smarin's going to just stop Dahira before they turn away. Also, it may not be a bad idea for you to swap places with Aiden. I think having you keeping an eye on her is an excellent idea. I had already considered the situation as such, yes. Excellent. Smolren, do you stick around while Dahira is kind of looking over everything, or do you remove yourself from the room? Smolren does consider sticking around, but I think she realizes that it is very odd for her to be showing this level of concern, and that she's probably going to freak Javi out if she's staying and, like, intently watching her friend conduct an examination of her wound. Sure. As you are leaving the room, Javi already kind of has her pant leg again rolled up, so you can see that. But you also notice that she takes her overcoat off. She has like a sleeveless, almost like doublety looking coat. And she takes that off and across the back of her shoulders, you see a flash of green. Not like a tattoo, not something that's been like inked onto her, but it almost looks like plant material. And you... Shut the door and make your way downstairs. Jory, Nehemiah. Noah has calmed down and has gone back to various duties. Everyone else in the group is kind of finishing up the last bites of their meal and sips of their drinks. Brex and Radius have sat down at a table and are comparing Numenera bits. Good. Once Noah's back to work, I would probably approach Radius just pretty quietly. It's like, hey, um, look, I don't want to alarm you, but uh, one of your charges, uh, we uh, we just got Javi upstairs. We think that thing that attacked her had some kind of venom or something to it. Apparently that same kind of thing attacked uh, the innkeep's husband and uh, he didn't last the night. So, um, An unfortunate situation. Um. Yeah, we've got um, Tahira up there uh, keeping an eye on her. I didn't know if you had any kind of medical training at all, but... I, unfortunately, am rather perplexed by organic. Look, I also have an organic and I'm kind of perplexed by it, so... Understandable. I have no medical training whatsoever. I am a mercenary friend. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, well... There's uh, another herbalist in town. I don't know if they're going to be any better read in on the situation because they looked at the other guy and, you know, you saw, well, we see where he got. So, all right, I'll wait for uh, Small Run to dip back down, see what the situation is, and maybe we can figure out something from there. Jory? I've continued to talk to Noah to help with the distraction while she continues working, but I will turn back to Nehemiah and kind of make a face like eh, what's what's the update do as subtle a shrug as i can just meh. i will tell noah i'll be right back and then i will head over to you once you're done with your conversation yeah javi got hit by that thing and she's not doing too hot what do you need me to do 
there somebody I can go get? There's an herbalist in town, um, Hadorn. Um, might be able to at least shed some light on what didn't work. If you wanted to maybe dip out and see if you'd be willing to lend a hand. Okay. In the meantime, I'm going over the Numenera that I've got, seeing if there's anything that I can do to lend a hand. Everything I've got, though, is real, like, last second, pull some crazy stuff out of thin air, but that might be what we got, depending on what the situation is. Okay. Noah, do you know where, um, Hadom is? Uh, they live, um, a little bit south of here. Okay. It's kind of hard to miss. It's a really large garden with a little house okay. nearby. I think I'm going to go speak with them and see what their experience was with the situation. Just get some more information, if it would help at all. Okay, well, I'm going to go do that real quick, and then I'll be right back ASAP. Mm-hmm. Anybody else I should talk to? Noah says, well, uh, Gulkin Cutter has a, a handful of experiences with these things. Okay. He's the one that started naming them. Okay. I'm going to talk to both of them. I'm going to dash away and I will give Brex a look. You want to come with? And Brex kind of just nods and stands up and will follow you out. So as Jory goes to talk to a couple of the other people in town, Nehemiah stays to mm-hmm. hold down the fort for a while. And Smallver now having a number of things to consider. Hopefully you can... Uh, figure out exactly what's happening in the small town of Mirith before something tragic happens. Thank you so much for listening to episode 106 of Imprinted Echoes and Amnesis. As always, if you'd like to follow the podcast on social media, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Imprinted Echoes and our website, imprintedechoes.com. On our website, you'll find links to the Ghostlight Media merch store and our Patreon if you're able to help us out monetarily. And on that note, I'd like to thank Christina, Connor, and Jeremy for their support. If you'd like to help us out in other ways, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast, leave us a rating and review, and tell a friend about our show. You can also find our hosts on Twitter, myself at Covered in Sawdust, Chase at TQ Loudly, Rin at Rin underscore Moran, and Bridget at Really Bridget. And be sure to follow our network, Ghostlight Media, at GLM Pods. Thank you once again for listening, and I hope you'll be back in two weeks to hear yet another episode of Imprinted Echoes. And until then, may your ciphers never malfunction. Imprinted Echoes is produced by Zan Campbell-Johannes and Chase Greenley, and is edited by Alex Berkowitz. Original show theme music is by Justin Longacre. This has been a Ghost Light Media production.